hello and welcome to the Sports Blitz. Coming up on today's show, Cam Newton is now a Patriot. We look at what this means for the fortunes of the team and the rest of the league. The Bundesliga and Sky Bundesliga did not disappoint. We look at soccer over the weekend, plus American names for British teams, what the Seattle NHL team are calling themselves, and a wizard in rugby union are talking up on Tuesday's Sports Blitz. And welcome to the show today. I hope you're doing well. I hope this podcast is finding you in good health as per usual. How was everyone's weekend? Mine was good. Obviously, Leeds beat Fulham 3-0 in the Championship, which was an incredible result. And, of course, as you listen to this, if you listen to this on the day of release, we played Luton tonight, which I am not nervous about. Good God, this this promotion race is going to be the end of me. I feel like I've aged by about 500 years. So that's good. But apart from that, it was an incredible weekend of soccer, as per usual. I will get into the Bundesliga and Sky Bundesliga battles for relegation and promotion later on. But yeah, it was just a really enjoyable weekend. I had a lot of fun. I wrote some articles, which I like doing a lot, if you cannot tell. And we celebrated our 100th article on the Sports Blitz blog, which is absolutely fantastic. A real milestone already, only after... Around three months of operation, which is absolutely fantastic, a great achievement. Especially for me, considering I wrote 98 of them. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm getting a relatively okay number of views. I, I would prefer more, but I fully appreciate that without a social media presence, I'm not doing us any favours at the moment. I'll probably get that set up eventually. I did write when we first started the website that we would be coming to Twitter soon and we just haven't. Anyway, this podcast is dropping on June 30th, 2020. Remember, the Sports Splits can be found on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. And we have a website with great articles and other audio content that can be found at the thesportsplitsblog.wordpress.com. On the blog this week, we have started to explain why Liverpool had a 30-year title drought. Of course, that's only in the First Division Dash Premier League, not in the Champions League, FA Cup, League Cup, UEFA Cup, UEFA Super Cup, or one of the many other trophies I've won, the FIFA Club World Cup as well. So, anyway, yeah, 30 years without a top-flight title in England, and there's going to be articles over the next few weeks explaining why that happened. The surprise outcome of the NHL draft, if you did not see how the NHL draft lottery turned out this weekend, then absolutely go and have a look at that, because that was very something. It was very something indeed. I'm not going to spoil it, just in case you don't know yet, but I would go and have a look at how that turned out. And another edition of the Weekly Blitz came out yesterday, including the first Tour de France and how the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, that has got their name, which is quite an interesting story. And just a quick correction as well before we go into today's podcast, which is that Vince Carter's great dunk contest performance was in the 2000 All-Star Weekend, not the 1999 All-Star Weekend like I said last week. Mostly because there was no All-Star Weekend in 1999, there was a league lockout, which meant it was absolutely impossible for you to have a good contest of the All-Star Weekend, because it didn't exist. This is, of course, when we're talking about Vince Carter retiring from the NBA on Friday's podcast, and I, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I guessed, thought I was right, completely forgot to fact-check it, which is very unlike me, and then, um realised whilst watching a separate video from SB Nation about the 2003 point contest that there was no 
um, All-Star Weekend in 1999, and therefore that was absolutely impossible, so I apologise for that. Another thing to mention before we go into the show as well is that due to some audio difficulties, there are some slight audio problems I had to edit out, and I've re-recorded some of the audio in them places. Luckily, it was mostly whilst I was talking, so you will hear slight variations in what's in how I'm delivering words and that is because some of them were done hours after the actual recording. It's very easy to spot but don't worry about it. Anyway with nothing more to be said I hope you enjoy episode 37 of the Sports Blitz. And on the Sports Split today for the first part Josh and Will hello. Hello. How was everyone's weekend? Mine was good. Mine was, was yeah, equally unremarkable. Oh, no, mine wasn't unremarkable. Oh, no, 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 no. Something remarkable happened, all right. Indeed. Oh, well, Patrick yeah. Bamford. But... Oh. Da, 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 da. Patrick Bamford. I love him. I do Has he finally redeemed truth. himself? Yeah, he scored two mm. in his last three. Alex, this mm. is the thing, right? It proves we are living in a simulation. At some point, because you know, glitch in the matrix, Patrick Bamford, two and three. It's suspicious. Do you not think it's suspicious? It, yeah, but then again, all of 2020, right? Uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. this is this just is the uh, year of shocks. So yeah, why not Bamford as well? I assume that Liverpool are going to be stripped of the Premier League title, and it's going to be given to Crystal Palace. Obviously. I, I, who knows at this point? Anyway, the shocks have been coming all year and this is up there with the very best of them cam newton is now a new england patriot rap sheet reporting that cam newton has signed a one-year deal worth upwards of 7.5 million dollars to become the patriots quarterback it's believed that he will be in competition for the starter quarterback role with jarrett stidham so josh as a miami fan immediate reaction Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the same noise you made when Mika was traded? I think think perhaps. Um, This is a... I don't quite know how to word this one, evidently. Um, This is a season I thought we might actually finish above the Patriots in uh, our division. And uh, this comes out. Now... Don't get me wrong, I think he's in, still in rehab, isn't he, Cam Newton, from a f- foot surgery? Yeah. If that's, if that's... Well, his camp has said that he's been recovered for a little while now, but, you know, how much of that is just smoke and mirrors and how much of that is actuality is something to be discussed. But, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not particularly pleased with this one. It's... Um, it's a shrewd bit of business, I think, by the uh, by the Patriots. Obviously, desperate need of a quarterback, and you can just see, um, you know, looking, they've gone from twenty-five to one to twenty to one to win the Super Bowl when Newton's come in, and uh, it's just a little irritating because we've been so down on our luck in that division, uh, the AFCs, for so long, and I thought there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and then Bill Belichick has gone and filled in the exit to that tunnel with cement and dynamite so yeah not happy 
Yeah, no, it was really funny. So I actually have some some on the ground reporting uh, that comes from New York. So about you know the time the trade was announced yesterday, uh, reports are, are coming into my ears that uh, screaming could be heard echoing from New York City, just <laughs> devastated screaming, and also apparently from uh, from Buffalo. That was pretty bad over there as well. They're used to it being miserable though. Yeah, but this is a, a special kind of hell because they were almost free of the bad men, and then one bad man signed a, a, a good person, and now they, they have to hate Kim Newton because <laughs> he's going to just run roughshod all over them. Imagine yeah. what Belichick's going to be able to do with a mobile quarterback. Yeah, exactly. It is a bit uh, of a change of direction for Belichick as well. Do you think he was planning to go the mobile quarterback route the entire time? I think that he looked at what he had on the board, thought... Okay, well, I could go with Jarrett Stidham, who in his four passes in the NFL so far has only thrown one interception. Or I could sign Cam Newton. Now, by the way, them stats really do scream Jarrett Stidham. Am I right? Yeah. 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 75% completion rate, boys and girls. Is that if you count to the opposition as well? No, no, that is all to his own side, but oh, of his brilliant. four passes, See? he's thrown one interception, so 75% so, completion rate. Technically, 100% completion rate if you count to the opposition. Yeah, exactly. Whoop! <laughs> but right. yeah, no, like, we saw Bill Belichick when he had Jacoby Brissett out there for a little bit, you know, he was able to do all sorts of fun things, and Jacoby Brissett isn't even a particularly mobile quarterback, so... Do you mean you know, Jake Brisket? That... Yes, Jacob E. Brisket. Give me some of that Jake Brisket. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, he's going to have so much fun designing it for Cam. I think he's going to have a lot of fun with the uh, flexibility it affords him, especially as the running backs this year, last year for the Patriots have been, eh. I mean, they've been on the field. Yeah. I think that's Which the nicest yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. They've been Patrick Bamford before he went on this hot streak. Am I right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> narrator you are wrong <laughs> but um so how does this change what we think about the new england patriots then because i personally thought they were going to finish probably second in the division i wasn't overly optimistic about the Miami dolphins does this once again make them the division favorites yeah, I think it, that this makes them a lot more competitive with the Bills. I'm still not sure about how that offense is going to develop. I think that Cam is, you know, someone who's used to throwing to, like, no-name receivers. I think he's yeah. mobile. He can roll out, you know, wherever you want him to go. I think it adds a lot more flexibility to their offense. But still, they don't really have any good wide receivers. Their running situation's a little okay, you know, a little messy. Um, and, you know, it's going to be... Tom Brady, Interesting to see what happens. Tom Brady was able to bring um, Rob Gronkowski out of retirement. Should Cam Newton try and bring Greg Olsen out of retirement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he had that power, on? you know, you'd, you'd hope he um, would. But Alex, and oh, and but of course, what what are your thoughts about the standings of the AFC East now? Because I was really optimistic going into this season. Actually, um, I didn't think we'd win the division because yeah. the Bills exist. But I think we could have really made a push for seconds, mm. and uh, Bill Belichick has just taken a massive 
uh, I can't say that without you cutting it, but yeah. he, he's dented, let's say, massively our hopes of doing Good that. Good choice so, of words. Yes. Uh, where, where do you guys see that uh, AFC East division ending up? So, yeah, like I said, I, I sort of had the Patriots as second in the division just because if Bill Belichick trusts someone to lead a team, like I thought he did with Jarrett Stidham before this, this um, signing, then you trust that Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. I, I think we're past the stage where we doubt him um, that much. Yeah. So I, I, I thought if they're sticking with Jarrett Stidham, it's quite clear he's seen something in him that makes him a good quarterback in the same way he saw something in Tom Brady. Uh, with this, I don't know, because I watched the All or Nothing series with the Carolina Panthers, and of course I've seen Cam Newton since, and... He's not the same quarterback he was, but Bill Belichick would be able to get something out of him. I don't know if he's going to be the starting quarterback, and that's kind of why I asked that question. So it'll be interesting to see, but I still think they're going to be second to the Bills. Yeah, no, I I tend to agree with that. I think that it's a lot more of a toss-up now. Like, if they make first in their division again, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, But at the same time... You know, I still think that the Bills have more. They have more confidence. They have more flair. I like what Ryan Tannehill is doing. Josh Allen. I think they... What? The Bills. Yes, sorry. I don't know why I said Ryan Tannehill there. I I had a heart attack. (laughs) Coming back to haunt us. No, sorry. Chad Pennington. Josh Allen. (laughs) Lord Almighty. I don't know where that came from. Um, you should have seen wait, was, my face. Was Ryan Tannehill on the Bills? No. When you oh. said Ryan Tannehill, when you said Ryan I corrected you and went what? And I was, I was like, wait, yeah. it's Ryan Tannehill no, signed I... with the Bills? <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's my mistake entirely. Uh, Sorry. So Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills, I think, is going to be very promising. Um, and you know, I just think they have a more cohesive team. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. It, it's it's really weird, isn't it? Because quite like Cam Newton, he seems like a funny person. I always remember the, uh, they were showing it again on Twitter yesterday, the, oh, you've been watching film, right? Uh, watch this. And then, for some reason, Christian McCaffrey repeating his own words back to him after the play was over, which is like, dude, he, he was there, he, he saw it. He said it, Yeah. in fact. He experienced yeah. it in the first person. You don't need to tell him what happened. Yeah. But Best anyway, the not house. the point. But he's a really likeable player, and I'm kind of excited by what Bill Belichick and Cam Newton will do together. And then at the same time, it eventually washes over me that, oh God, Bill Belichick and Cam Newton are on the same side, and then I get scared again. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. for a team that's like, hey, this could really be our year. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. every other team in the AFC just was like, oh, for crying out loud, not again. Then again... I can't be too optimistic about the Steelers anyway. This is not like the straw that broke the camel's back because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were already in the AFC. Yeah, so no, absolutely. They are, they are we have to go through them anyway. Terrifying. Yeah. No, it's not like they're automatic Super Bowl contenders again. No, again, no. Like, I don't even think they have a... Like, I think they have a 60-40 chance of, losing, of coming second in the division, you know? Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't um, even know if he's going to be the starting quarterback. You'd think he'd be, but mm. I'm not going to put money on it at this point. I think that... I don't know. I think that you don't leave a talent like Cam on the bench. Like, you got him for hilariously cheap, but... Yeah. 
Um, but at the same yeah. time, Bill Belichick is not going to be swayed by the fact it's Cam Newton or by the fact he's a former MVP. He's just going to look at what no. he has now and make a decision yeah, based that on true. that. Does uh, Cam Newton join without any sort of assurances, maybe, that he will get a certain amount of games starting? Or I assume, but when it's, when it's the New England Patriots... Bill Belichick will just tell you what the conditions are and you're not going to disagree yeah. with him because he's Bill Belichick. Yeah. If he had joined, sorry, the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> then maybe. If he'd joined one of the teams who had struggled last year, then I, I would guess so, but not not with Bill Belichick. Fair. Mm. By the way, I was just thinking yesterday as well, since we're on the topic of quarterbacks, if there's one team who should really sign Kaepernick, if it wasn't for the cap space, which is ironic, Kaepernick cap space, then it should be the Kansas City Chiefs because he is probably the best Mahomes replacement they could get should Mahomes get injured. And I'm not dissing Matt Moore, but if the worst comes to the worst again, Colin yeah. Kaepernick on the Kansas City Chiefs would be brilliant. Anyway, final thing to mention before we move on. The Patriots have also... This week, been fined $1.1 million and have lost a third-round pick for filming the Cincinnati Bengals training sessions illegally. That's actual spying, for the record. Um, right move? It's a pretty light yeah. punishment, but yeah. Mm, yeah, it is I mean, light. I guess it's only because it's against the Cincinnati Bengals and no one really cares I, yet. I did, I did like the joke that the, the Patriots learned... The Patriots filmed the Bengals illegally in training and learned how to lose in the wild card. <laughs> oof. Big oof. Yeah. Anyway. Also, so before we move on, I, I, I still have that uh, little creative writing oh, piece I yes, was working sorry. on last night. Yes. Which was, uh, right. So, just to set the scene, this is, this is Tom Brady in his house in Tampa. So he just wakes up suddenly. He looks around, taking in the, the new contours of his room, you know. The thunder is crashing outside, you know, there's lightning, there's rain just pouring down everywhere in Miami. You know, it's it's Miami, you can hear the, the sound of meth-addicted alligators on the horizon, you know, it's just... Everything's there. So he looks around and he's, he's, he, he's been having a feeling over the past few days, you know, like something's brewing, you know. His old master is up to some, up to some, some heinous tricks. And suddenly he hears his phone on the bedside table ring. He looks over, and it's a very familiar number. With shaking hands, he picks it up. And he, he hits the, the button, and he just hears this flat, emotionless voice. And that voice just says three words. I win, Tommy. Hands up. <laughs> And he knew in that moment that he would forever be denied another Super Bowl victory. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. Bucks Patriots in the Super Bowl. Gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that, do you know what? I Just don't care imagine. if they overtake the Steelers now. If so long as we get Bucks uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, I will be happy. Imagine. <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't get it. Bruce Arians just, like, his vein just pops in his head and he dies on the field. Well, you know, Bruce Arians got his chance with the Steelers. He, he, he's yeah. got one. He can be happy. Yeah. He, he won't be happy. <laughs> anyway, he will let's... not be happy. No. Let's yeah. move on. 
And we've got a new guest for the rest of Sports Blitz. Hello, Alex. Hello, I'm back once again to ruin you all with football. The right football. Long. <laughs> it's association football or soccer around the these parts. I Let's might... talk about our favourite soccer games, though, from the last couple of days. And, well, well I've got a, a lot of them. That I'm all gonna I'm gonna bundle all into two parts. So I don't know if you want me to go first or last I mean, for that reason. I've got one favourite that's probably come up on your list as well, and I've got one that I'm not a massive fan of. If it's from Deutschland, then yeah, yes. Okay, okay I've got we'll one just go Ge- into- one from Germany and one from England. We'll just go through my 27 million first then. And we'll go through the Bundesliga relegation battle and the five Bundesliga promotion and relegation battles as well. Starting on Saturday then, the Bundesliga had its relegation battle and anyone who says they knew the scores are liars. So, the first game, starting with the team who entered the game highest in the league standings, Union Berlin 3, Fortuna Dusseldorf 0. Dusseldorf... Mm, absolutely no chance. I, I watched this game. They looked absolutely abysmal throughout. It was clear Union were going to win by quite a margin, despite the fact that Dusseldorf got up the field a lot, but didn't look like doing anything when they got up there. And Union Berlin, a well-deserved win there to solidify their stay in the Bundesliga. They finish on equal points with Hertha in the end, which, considering how Hertha have done this year, is actually quite a disappointment. And they finish 11th, above Schalke as well. But the game that we are going to talk about more, if Dusseldorf had been able to draw, then Werder Bremen were practically down because they needed to score at least four goals to then survive on goal difference. Werder Bremen 6, FC Köln 1. Yes, this may or may not be my one of my favourites, because um, Werder Bremen decided that they were going to show up and actually be a good football team for one of the only times this season, uh, and actually play like their on-paper talent suggests they could be able to. Even Josh Sargent scored a goal. It, Yay! It was, Yay! It Josh was, Sargent. It, it was very fun. Um, I, I didn't even watch the game because, unfortunately, I only have the free... I, I, I'm only able to watch the games if they are available for free, like on the BBC or anything like that. So I couldn't watch this, and I wasn't even aware of the score until I got a message from a certain Mr. Woodward saying, you're going to be a bit happy about this, or something along those lines. Uh, I think it was just wow at first. Yeah. Because that's all I could express just as the score kept going up and it became more and more clear that Dusseldorf were not going to be able to do anything in their game against Union. Yeah, great way to go into the playoff game mm. for, I guess, re-promotion at this point to the Bundesliga. <laughs> what, but... watch, watch them lose the um, playoff game to Heidenheim 1-0 from an own goal in the 89th no, minute or something like that. Spoilers. <laughs> By the way, actually, before we go into these five Bundesliga, Dortmund nil, Hoffenheim four. Oh yeah, Andre Kramaric showing that he is really good. Actually, he can do the football. Mm. I don't know how any fatherista is feeling about this game, but I'm gonna guess it's not very positive. I mean, yeah, I, I, 
can't claim to um, have watched the game, as once again, I can only watch the free ones on the BBC. Um, but I I do thoroughly enjoy that Leicester reject Andre Kramaric is suddenly one of the best forwards in the Bundesliga. It, yeah. just, it, it just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, and Wolfsburg nil by Munich for... Munich win the league by 13 points, and everyone is sad again. It is a shame, though, isn't it? Because it vaguely looks like at some point we might have something interesting going on right at the top of the Bundesliga, and that was snatched away from us fairly quickly into the restart, I think it's fair Mm. to say. Um, Another sort of thing I noticed from this week uh, in Germany... um, Notable absences in the starting lineup for Dortmund. Actually, mm-hmm. um, what do we think of? Is that quite indicative of, of the transfer market? Do we think, or is that something else? Um, uh, sorry, I, I as I said, I haven't watched the game. You'd have to tell me who the notable absences were. Uh, Sancho, I think, and who was the other one? Hakimi. That was the one. Yes. Um, Sancho, probably not. Um, Sancho's been in and out of the side for the majority of this comeback period. If you remember, I don't think he yeah. started the first two games back. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's just he probably isn't as fit as some of the rest of them, and they're trying to give him a rest. But Hakimi, yeah, as he seems to all of a sudden be going to Inter, which uh, Alex Woodward and I discussed on our on Friday. No, no. It went out Saturday. Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. Um, we, as we discussed on Friday, as one of the two La Liga transfers to Serie A teams that make absolutely no sense from the La Liga team's perspective. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go on to the Sky Bundesliga then, because if the action and drama in the Bundesliga was interesting, then the Sky Bundesliga really upped it to 11. Let's get out of the way, Vehen 5, St. Pauli 3. That was incredibly <laughs> disappointing. Oh. Two goals conceded in two minutes in after, well, the 11th and 12th minutes. Then we got it back to two all, and then we decided to give up. But, what, but imagine uh, being a neutral watching that game. 5-3, wow. Oh, yeah. It was a great game for the neutral, less great for me. I was like, well, <laughs> this is a great way to go into next season, isn't it? Just Lecay's Barmy Army. Yippee-doo, he failed at Sheffield Wednesday and now he's not convincing me at St. Pauli either. But, let's start with the promotion race and it takes us first to the Shuka Arena in Bielefeld. Armenia Bielefeld, of course, already champions, already promoted. They said they were not going to play a weekend side against Heidenheim. They were still going to give it their all and boy did they give it their all. They absolutely ran over Heidenheim for the entire game. I don't remember a single moment in which Heidenheim looked like they were going to have any chance. Armenia Bielefeld ran out 3-0 winners. As you'll know, all games in the Spy Bundesliga last day take place at the same time. And so, as Heidenheim were being completely pummeled against Armenia Bielefeld, all eyes were in Hamburg to see whether Hamburg could do the job at home against Sandhausen. They could and not. They, yeah, they couldn't. They they went 2-0 down early on um, after 21 minutes. Thanks to an own goal and a goal from, uh, what's he called, Kevin Behrens. 
I remember his name. Alan Hunt got the side back into the game, um, Hamburg, with a penalty, and then it all fell apart. Because the um, Sandhausen, sorry, I'm still very shocked by this, scored in the 84th minute, the 89th minute, and the 93rd minute to win 5-1 at Hamburg. 5-1. Yeah. Sandhausen are middle-of-the-table mediocrity. Credit to them. Um, but middle-of-the-table mediocrity and didn't have anything to play for in this game and still beat Hamburg 5-1 just for that utter yeah. collapse at the end. Once Behren scored his penalty to make it 3-1, you could tell the Hamburg players had just given up. The Spybundesliga last weekend was a real masterclass in teams not wanting to get promoted. So it was very, very interesting. Obviously, Hamburg getting battered at Sandhausen. Uh, Heidenheim doing their bit to not get into the not not get into the promotion playoff by losing to Bielefeld. And then even Stuttgart, yeah. who are already up, trying to not be up anymore by losing 3-1 to Darmstadt. Yeah, but in all fairness, it was already over. This was a coronation. Mm. A bad coronation, clearly. But they it was already done for them. I do want to mention as well in the Sandhausen-Hamburg game that Dennis Diekmeyer scored the last goal for Sandhausen. He played over 200 times for Hamburg and never scored. Mm. And that's yet, actually, for Sandhausen, yeah. put that's the nail in the coffin. Diekmeyer's second goal of the season. Um, I remember earlier he... He had held. He did hold the record for the longest time in Bundesliga football without scoring a goal. I think it went over five hundred games, and yeah. then he scored earlier this season. Pre, uh, earlier this season, pre post lockdown. Um, so, like in this little like seven or eight game stretch, he scored more than he had in his pre. Scored two twice more than he had in his previous like five hundred Bundesliga games, which is frankly impressive. Yeah, before we move on from Hamburg, then I just want to mention that going back through the nine games they've played since the restart. First game they played Goyfer Firth. Goyfer Firth scored in the ninety fifth minute to level. In their third game back, they played Stuttgart. Stuttgart got a winning goal in the 94th minute. In their fifth game back against Holstein-Kiel, they scored in the 93rd minute, and um, Holstein-Kiel did, to equalise. Then against Heidenheim, they scored a known goal in the 80th minute and in the 95th minute to win the game 2-1. And then, of course, the, the incident this weekend where they considered three in the final 14 minutes of the game to lose 5-1. And... Um, this is a choke. This is an absolute choke. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If only a few of them results turn around, they go up automatically. Mm. But And a squad like Hamburg's, who I think have the richest payroll in the Bundesliga, should be winning games. Maybe they just wanted to hang around in the Bundesliga a little it's bit a longer. Very they, fun were, they, were having, they were having too much fun. Uh, yeah. getting battered off Arminia Bielefeld and Jan Regensburg, so decided to stick around. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. They love St. Pauli. That's fair issue. Yeah. So, <laughs> quickly going to the relegation battle then. Holstein Kiel were playing Nuremberg. Nuremberg took the lead in the third minute, and then Holstein Kiel scoring in the 67th to draw one all. That wouldn't have been a problem for Nuremberg if it wasn't for 
Cars were beating Goy for Firth. Again, weirdly enough, Goy to Firth taking the lead in the second minute, which meant everything was going Nuremberg's way after three minutes. But goals from Koffer and Hoffman were able to turn the game for Karlsruhe, and it means that Nuremberg are in the relegation playoff spot now in these five hundred league and have the chance of going of getting relegated in back to back seasons. Heidenheim are the team of the promotion playoff spot. They have the chance against Werder Bremen to get promoted to the Bundesliga. I'm sorry, Alex, but I, I do really want Heidenheim to go up. They're an mm. adorable little club doing everything right. I mean the new, so, so, for, ev- for everyone that, that isn't a Werder Bremen fan, and even some Werder Bremen fans, Heidenheim should go up. Because if Bremen go down, then they're going to lose some of those players that are on massive wages and haven't been doing very much, and might actually bring through some of their very talented youth prospects. In like, all fairness, can I just point out Sunderland? You can, but I don't think Sunderland had players as talented as Josh Sargent. When they went down, yeah. like like Josh Sargent, we we'd laugh and joke at how he hasn't been scoring very much in the in the in this season. He's got four goals across the Bundesliga season, but the kid's nineteen years of age. If they end up going down and he starts every week in the Zweite Bundesliga, you can see him being a pretty solid striker and that being a good a good baseline, setting good foundations for his growth for the growth of his career. If he can yeah. get his head down and work. Just a few other soccer stories to go into then. We'll start with the championship where, good God, everyone was a bit mad this week. Um, Swansea yeah. versus Luton. Gavick got sent off due to punching a Luton player in the face for no reason. Derby, Reading, Tom Lawrence and Matt Miazga both got sent off after the full-time whistle. One for headbutting the other. The other then slapped the other. And, and, Tom so, and Derby still won. Yeah, this was after the full-time whistle. Yeah. Tom Lawrence headbutted Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga then slapped Tom Lawrence, and they both got a red card for it. Hello, Alex in editing here, and I apologise for some of the weird editing tricks you've heard. We had audio problems again. Hooray. It was at this point in the original production of this episode that we started talking about whether Alexander Mitrovic deserved a ban for his actions against Ben White. If you don't know, in the second minute of the Leeds versus Fulham game on Saturday, Alexander Mitrovic deliberately elbowed Ben White in the face. And there is absolutely no doubt he deliberately elbowed Ben White in the face. Niskan Skabano also got sent off. We mentioned that as well. I think he got sent off after being on for 14 minutes. He came on in like the 70th, got sent off in the 84th, something like that. To be honest, I completely missed both challenges. I don't even, I don't know how. But, Alexander Mitrovic got no punishment at the time, and I, I get it because it was at so late that there would be no reason for the referee to be continuing to look at Ben Wright and Alexander Mitrovic because the ball had already gone miles off. And the FA said they were taking into account previous actions, so there was a incident in, I believe, 2017 with... Manuel Lanzini that they were looking at in particular. Steve McLaren, who was doing the Sky broadcast at the time. By the way, if if you are a season stick holder at Leeds, listen to the RUTV coverage, it, it's better. But Steve McLaren, who was working for Sky, said that Mitrovic had always been like this. This was just in Mitrovic's nature. And so we've got the verdict whilst I was editing this episode and it's a free match ban which is exactly what you would have expected for a red card there were rumors that he was gonna get more due to them previous incidents there was even going as far as saying he'd be out for the rest of the season 
but a free match ban is exactly the minimum you'd expect and it's the correct move. He arguably could have, should have got more, but to be honest, it, it is it is correct to give him a free match ban. And with how the FA have dealt with other matters concerning Leeds in the last few years, I, I'm just going to take it, to be honest. And let's face it, it's not really a Leeds matter anymore. It's a Fulham matter because Alexander Mitrovic is a Fulham player. Him being out for three games is massively going to affect their promotion chances. A lot of their fan teams have all but given up on the concept of automatic promotion this season. And I, I don't particularly blame them. I know if I was in their place, I'd, I would have given up a long time ago. But that's just because I'm a pessimist anyway. But yeah, correct move from BFA and Alexandra Mitrovic is going to be out for the next three games. On with the podcast. Um, also, Stoke Neil Middles were two. Nick Powell just sort of lost it towards the end of the game and got sent off as well. So a very aggressive um, couple of days in the Championship. I see Huddersfield also went down to 10 men. Bakuna getting mm. sent off in their game. Huddersfield are now in the relegation places in the Championship. And it does bring me back to a post that's been circulating on Twitter recently, which is the old Huddersfield... Uh, welcome to Huddersfield time that said Premier Town, Premier League which I'm sure is something Huddersfield Town fans love that it gets brought up again and again and again Alex you wanted to talk about Bristol City um, yeah because they lost again and do you remember Yay. when we were doing do you remember when we were doing our championship preview and I said it was imperative that Bristol City get a good start after the restart else they're very quickly going to fall out the playoff picture yeah yeah two losses in two they've I'm not holding out much hope for Bristol City going up this year. Um, we've also got to talk very quickly about the fact that Derby, <laughs> despite the crazy end to the game, beat Reading at 2-1, and Cardiff won 3-1 at Preston and to overtake them into the playoff picture. And that's two teams, three if you include Preston, that just look better than Bristol City right now. And even Blackburn last week beating them, they're in the round area too, and they also look better than Bristol, even though Blackburn did lose this week away at Wigan. But Wigan are also really good. Um, I apologise for that. Championship going to championship. There's crazy results all over the place. Hull scored three goals when they have no forwards. Um, (laughs) It's all very fun here. but Absolutely. I'm not holding out much hope for Bristol City's promotion chances. Yeah. Another game that was fun. Salto Vigo 2, Barcelona 2. Barry Aspas! Getting the, that, by the way, Barry... that's a Spanish football podcast reference. All right. I, I quite like them. Uh, Iago <laughs> Aspas scoring in the 88th minute to rescue a point mm. for Salto Vigo against a team who would like to think that they're good enough to challenge for the title, but boy, aren't playing like it at the moment. Salto Vigo now eight points clear of the relegation places with six games to go in La Liga. And though, um, it, though it is mm. good to see um, both Ricky Puj and Ansu Fati starting for Barcelona after we basically shouted at Barcelona to start them both last week. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, I just really like Iago Aspas. He's fantastic. I love yeah. him. Yeah, Jamie was awful for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, it turns out when you, you point to a system that doesn't work, you're less good as a footballer. I don't know how that explains <laughs> him not being able to take a corner. But anyway, he is one of the best players in the league, value for money-wise. He is absolutely South Vigo's godsend. The other reason to mention this game, Barcelona have apparently, according to ESPN, not ruled out replacing Kike Setien with Barca B manager Garcia Pimentia from the Champions League stretch of this season onwards. Which, fun times in Barca today... 
Barca. <laughs> Sorry. Barca are running so well. They're run incredibly well. Everyone can see that Barca are run almost too well. They're run yeah. better than any other top team in the top five leagues right now. In fact, you could you... say that they should probably try less hard so that the other teams have any chance of being run anywhere near as good as Barcelona are being run. You can stop now. The Simpsons sarcasm detector had exploded about five minutes ago. <laughs> I think I think you're all too harsh on Barcelona. Obviously, they're just so good at management. They're playing 3D chess. And they're just not playing can't... 3D chess. They're Fath- playing 12D chess. <laughs> you can't fathom how good these moves are amongst the board. They just—they don't make sense to you because they're just so good. It's 3D chess because Antoine Griezmann is on the left wing because he is left-footed. Wow. Oh, get in. Wow. That's so smart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the levels to this game are unreal. Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff. At Talking what about unbelievable, point Jeff, in Chris Kamava had a crowdie yeah. at the Leeds game. Pardon? Um, Chris Kamava had a crowdie at the Leeds game. Yeah, but so did Osama Bin Laden and Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm, very, I'm very disappointed that Kim Jong-un has gone. I was enjoying Aww. that. Before I forget, before I forget, watch the TIFO football video on North Korea's relationship with Middlesbrough. It's absolutely fascinating. When did that come um, out? I'm sorry. A couple of months ago, I think. What? Um, it's oh, it's I, the friendly a... relationship between oh. the people of North Korea and Middlesbrough. That must have completely It's genuine as well. Me. It's because North Korea, when they played in the 1966 World Cup, were based in Middlesbrough, and so they had a lot of time there and got to know the locals and all that. Anyway, final thing to mention in the world of... In fact, two more things to mention in the world of soccer. First of all, Mario Gomez has retired at the end of the Stuttgart season. He leaves Stuttgart having got them promoted back to the Bundesliga, so, of course, we wish him all the best for whatever comes next in life. He seems like a nice guy. And Stevenage have been relegated from the Football League now. Apparently, Macclesfield will not be getting any form of points deduction, despite what was hinted at before by the Football League. And so, Stevenage will be replaced by Barrow for next season, barring any legal proceedings. I wonder if there will be legal proceedings. Let's move on to new schedules being released then, because the NBA and MLB have released their schedules, at least in some sort of format. We know how the seasons will be starting. Starting with MLB, it's reported that opening day will be on July 24th or July 23rd or July 25th. And there will be many fun games, including apparently one of the games that is scheduled to take place on opening day, the New York Yankees against the Washington Nationals, which, oh boy, that is going to be fun. That's going to be something, isn't it? Wow. That's going to be something. Garrett Cole against Matt Scherzer. I, I, I didn't know that was the fixture, but I'm actually looking forward to opening day now. That's, yeah. that's a proper one to open. That is a proper one to open with. The NBA is apparently starting... On July 30th now, though, uh, it's it's getting more complicated. There are discussions going on that could prevent the league starting early. And no, I do not mean Kyrie Irving's, oh, I'm going to go off and form my own league with Blackjack and we'll leave the rest of that um, <laughs> quote. There are worries the NBA might not come back in July because of... The fact that it's meant to be taking place in Florida, which is not exactly currently coping with the coronavirus brilliantly, and the fact that the NBA don't want to distract from, we'll call it the problems that are currently 
going on in America. So there are still questions marks about that. Anyway, regardless of that, how excited are we? Because I am getting. I would be pretty excited if I wasn't almost entirely sure that the NBA would not be coming back. Because Florida right now, I think, recorded 10,000 cases a day or two ago. Yay. Uh, wow. just, just in a just just in a one day increase, you know, they've been going up by yeah. like five or yeah. six or seven, eight thousand then. Yeah. So Florida you know, doing Florida I think things. That it's just... Florida doing Florida things. It is honestly the worst state in the union and should just be kind of sawed <laughs> off and left to drift just, into the Gulf just of Mexico. America doing this unfortunate thing that they like to do sometimes, which is seeing Britain handle a situation badly and then saying, Hold my beer. <laughs> but just yeah. the entirety of coronavirus in both Britain and America is just yeah. yeah. So all about winning you know, you're doing. Yeah, all that winning. You must winning. be bored um, of the winning. I'm I'm so tired of winning. <laughs> Can I, you I please know. stop? We'll just test less people, then we'll have less cases. Yeah, yeah. or hide the cases, you know? Uh, yeah. pneumonia deaths in Florida are double the yearly average but you know that's not COVID deaths no 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 yeah anyway final thing to mention about the NBA then is that it's working with Nike and discussing ways to allow players to express social justice issues in Orlando so this could be kind of like what the Premier League did with replacing names with Black Lives Matter it could be putting tags on the shirt etc etc you know how all this stuff works is it a good idea if anyone says no, they are very brave. The answer's yes, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, I um, mean, yeah. it's fairly standard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of them questions that really didn't need asking. You don't, um, you tend to see, correct me if I'm wrong, of course, uh, I've sort of seen this sort of thing with uh, Britain before on like football shirts, so not for this particular thing, but um, like badges on the arm or patches or uh, things sewn on, say, whatever, but you don't tend to see it as much in the US. Like, notable exceptions, I think, was um, uh, Myra Kraft in the Super Bowl for the Patriots, um, her initials mm. on the uniform, but I have i can't remember many notable others. I don't know, um, Dan Rooney. Not Dan Rooney, Art Rooney. When he yeah. passed away, they had um, the Steelers had a badge for the entire season. On the shirt. Ah, oh, cool, yeah, okay. They also had something to do after the synagogue shootings, didn't they have in Pittsburgh, didn't they have something on their shirts then as well? Mm. Correctly. I suppose I, I am know, sort anyway. of uh, forgetting um, the NFL, they have uh, breast cancer awareness uniforms yeah. down there as well as uh, salute to service stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say it's not without precedent. So, yeah, sure. Um, of course, yeah. the NBA still having the black tag on its shirt to commemorate Kobe Bryant. Kobe, yeah. And David Stern? Yeah, and David Stern. Anyway, let's move on then, and let's move on to a feature which I've called British Soccer American Name. And this actually dates back to when the San Francisco 49ers brought a stake in Leeds United, and the running joke going around at the time was what would the 49ers think Leeds United are called and I f- at the time I remember my answer was for Leeds all whites which don't call the team that based on the current political atmosphere but very bad idea <laughs> that would go poorly <laughs> yes the other one was like the Leeds white shirt so I had to incorporate white but what we're going to do today is we're going to suggest 
based on some British soccer teams, what they would be called if they were American and had the American sort of naming method behind them. There are some that are really easy and I might pull out some that are just incredibly hard just to see how everyone reacts to it, to be honest. See, what I really enjoy is how much of these are just going to sound like Pez names. Manchester Reds are like, 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 facing like, North like, London Whites. Like, like Manchester Reds and Manchester Citizens. No, Ma- Manchester Devils and Manchester Citizens is what I think they'd be. And I yeah, also no, think but the Manchester sound... Red Devils yeah. and the Manchester Citizens. Which yeah. was my first question, so thanks, Alex. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, they just sound like Pez names. It's great. Mm. Anyway, carry on, Alex. By the way... I saw I was watching a video whilst doing research for the Atlanta Flashes article, which you can read on the sportsplitsblog.wordpress.com, and somebody was going through the teams that were in Atlanta, and they said the United FC of MLS. I was like, it's not how you say that. It was saying the Falcons play in Atlanta, and the Braves play in Atlanta, and the United FC play in Atlanta. I was like, no, stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That, That's not how you do names in soccer. It's can the you just Atlanta- pause the recording while I go and throw up and then come back? Yeah. Okay? It's Atlanta United. <laughs> United it's not United the FC. United FC. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we've got Manchester, the Manchester sides out of the way. We might as well do the other, side, the, the other sides that we support. So I'm going to start with Leeds United and I'm going to say the Leeds Peacocks because that would be fun. Ooh. And like I said, peacocks. the peacock, the peacock has that a lot of some appeal. interesting jokes by people who don't like you. Mm. Yeah, but the Seattle NHL side are probably going to end up being called the Seattle Kraken, and that is going to lead to crackheads. Yeah. Inevitably. Well, going off yeah. the popular song "We All Hate Leeds Scum," just the Leeds Scum is that okay? <laughs> I'd go for Dirty Leeds. I like that. <laughs> I, I I feel like. There's some way of getting the white rose in there that doesn't make it sound like your uh, KKK side, um, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's like like the white roses, but white you've roses got to have like right. you'd have like the Leeds white roses or something like that. Roses are white. Yeah, I think that's quite good because like it makes me think of like Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, no, so. I mean the white shirts would be a way of doing it. Mm. That still sounds like a weird fascist thing. Yeah. Yeah. The brown yeah. shirts, the black mention, shirts. Because uh, I, I think the, re- the reason the shirts are white, I'm assuming, is because of the white rose of Yorkshire. And so I think like playing that into no. it would be good. No, no. no I'm wrong. But no, it would massively be good, like, wrong. Massively it would still be wrong. Good. What is it? It's because Real Madrid was successful in the 1950s. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, but... And Don Revy said, if we want to be the best we've got to look like the best and then everyone mm. laughed at him because that's objectively stupid but at the same time he did then turn Leeds United into an English powerhouse and but then what about I, these blancos then my, my favorite yes. my favorite story of it is uh, the thing the thing is it would be it would be totally pronounced the Leeds blancos yeah Blankos, um, blankos. Yeah. But, but like everybody's favourite kit origin story is Juventus getting their black and white stripes off Notts County. County, yeah, love it. That love is all time brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's why I suggested, if you remember back to what might be the first episode of a sports split, I suggested that Leeds should actually play Real Madrid for their centenary game, not Bayern Munich. And um, mm. yeah, before that, Leeds wore blue and gold because that was the city's colours and before that they wore blue and white stripes because Huddersfield Town wore blue and white stripes um, You're just a bunch um, of copycats aren't you? 
No, in all fairness, apparently the guy who um who who put in the blue and white stripes into Leeds, a guy called Jay Hill from Crowther, wanted every team in the country to wear blue and white stripes at home and red and white stripes <laughs> away, which might be the worst idea anyone has ever had. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, Bar the it, Confederacy. It, I ma- it makes sense on a like logistical standpoint, but a terrible idea for like marketing or capitalism or identity of your yeah. club. I tell you what, Kit Clash would be a bit dull. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, the best kit this year. Again, it's every kit because they're all the same. <laughs> um, anyway, a few other teams. And Bristol City, I think this one's easy as well. Bristol Robins, done. Yeah. Or the Bristol Teeny Tiny Men based on Lee Johnson, who is Teeny <laughs> Tiny. Yeah, he's like 5 1. I remember that. Because yeah. they, they came down to play in Taunton once for a, for a friendly. Yeah. And so and we went to watch that. And like we watched I, them like walk out, and Lee Johnson's like so tiny. Yeah, I didn't realise how small he was until it's he was like standing next to an average size man. Mm. Yeah, it's I didn't like realise how small he was until I was stood about yeah. ten metres away from him. His neck would have to be fully craned backwards if he wanted to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I don't know why he's got a Yorkshire accent now, but yeah, the Bristol Robins, obviously. Mm. And Since then you, we. And then and then because it's slightly more interesting in my opinion, the Bristol Bristol Rovers would be the Bristol Pirates. Yes, uh, that brings actually that brings me perfectly on to the next ah, team. Then. Bristol Buccaneers, Brown shirts. What? Bristol Buccaneers. Bristol Buccaneers, surely. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Bristol it, Gas. Um. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that that. Their nickname is the Gas. For the, the nickname record. is the Gas. Um, but uh, it Bristol Buccaneers has got nice illiterate illiterative property to it, but I think they would just go with Bristol Pirates, probably, mm. yeah. because like. The dome, the dome for the Pirates. But so. that perfectly brings me on to my next team then, because we mentioned Bram shirts, mm-hmm. FC St. Pauli. Because I was going to say the St. Pauli Pirates. Fair enough. Um, Which is what I called my American football team when we did the NFL Blitz. I dream team based on literally no logistics. The St. Pauli Socialists. No, because that sounds weird and stupid, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin would be really against it. He would. He'd leave the I'm going to have to write an article explaining that. that now. <laughs> It'll be the weirdest article Please I've ever it. written. Please do it. But, yeah. Read um, that article on the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com. When, when he's written it. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be very, very brief, isn't it? It'll just be, I got this message on Football Manager, and I thought it was funny. The yeah. end. <laughs> It works, it works. Um, Can't really yeah. do it the other way around, but I was going to say, what could we call the New York Giants, but it'd just be New York Football Club, which is quite boring. Yeah. 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 New York Fun. United. New York United. There's some City. really, really, really obvious ones, though, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really more obvious ones than that. Like, most of the Midlands teams, you can pick away easily. Mm. Um, and you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers speaks for itself. Um, like, like, like all of the how many like Midlands or North teams would want to be the miners? <laughs> like, like who lays claim to that? Can I? I, put I was forward, thinking more like, yeah. Go ahead. Can I, can I put forward and bad impression incoming? But can I put forward the Birmingham? You're right. You're right. Or Alex. Birmingham Kipper ties. You're right. Kipper tie. Yeah, that. There we go. The Liverpool 
Liverpool's the hard one, actually. <laughs> what do you call Liverpool? Uh, Phoenix. Liverpool Bin Phoenix. Yeah. Liverpool Phoenix. Everton Toffees. Nah. Oh, Everton Toffees is nice. Actually, based on their sponsorship, the Everton Angry Birds. <laughs> I, you know the one I'm struggling with is Hull City. What could Hull City be called? Uh, the orange I'm, and black stripes. You guys have seen stripes? that video? No. Of you're getting mauled by the tigers. Yes. Yes. Hull City. Were, yeah. Pain, that was, pain, that was something. They played us in February. And we were 2-0 up, we were running the game out, and the, the cop were going, we're getting mauled by the Tigers. Mauled <laughs> by the Tigers. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, so, and doing the little arm motions as well. Uh, so, what, what about the London clubs then? Would they be London X, London Y, London Z? Or would they no, Arsenal their... Gunners. Tottenham yeah. Cops. No, surely Arsenal would just go back to being Woolwich Arsenal. Yeah. yeah, that works. But well, they're not in Woolwich anymore, so now. Mm. North London. West Ham Irons. Um, yeah. Palace Eagles. <gasps> the Brentford Bees! <laughs> I don't hate that. Yeah. The Stevenage Disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea Pensioners. No, you can't have a team called the Pensioners. The Chelsea Pensioners, come on. The Chelsea Oil Money. We'll have the St. Pauli Socialists and the Chelsea Capitalists. <laughs> the Chelsea Oligarchists, surely. <laughs> oh, dear. The Millwall Yadars. Oh, God. What about what about yeah. the old firm, Celtic and Rangers? Actually, surely just you don't need to change anything. Glasgow it's just Rangers. Glasgow Celtic and Glasgow Rangers. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah. That's more boring than I thought it would be. Don't need to change anything at all. The Celtic Catholics and the uh, Rangers <laughs> Protestants. I was going to say, what's another? Uh, what's the word for their Irish roots? Uh, what, what, what could I... The Celtic... I mean, uh, there's nothing you can use that doesn't result in allegations of xenophobia. By the way... Oh. Juventus County. Of it, you know. Juventus County, please. Yeah, just, no. Just... Italian Notts County. Zebra, just call them zebra. Mm. Yeah. Done. I, I, Football I manager. Enjoyed that, um, the Nottingham Forest and Nottingham County just carry over. Notts County, sorry, just carry yeah. over. Yeah, they're fine already. Aston Villa's arguably fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but the the area itself is just called Aston, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no, she there. Birmingham City. What about Birmingham City then? Peaky Blinders, surely. <laughs> Birmingham Peaky Blinders. But they that area of of Brum really milks it though. Ever since Peaky Blinders have come out, so I would not be shocked if they were well, something. Well, if like you that. remember, that's what we did for their kit launch this year. Yeah, which was Peaky Blinders quite good. Thing. It was actually it quite was good. really I good. I really it, enjoyed yeah. it. Um, Lucas Yukovits, just like going the Birmingham Yukovitzers. Yes. <laughs> or Zigitchers. Or somebody else who's played the Birmingham McLeishers. Obviously, yeah. Newcastle with Magpies, Sunderland, Sunderland Black Cats. Black Cats. Yeah. Um, we I don't just, have to do every team, by the way. I, 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 I'm just trying universe. to think of interesting ones, you know. Bayern Munich. They don't Ooh. need to be changed. Bayern. 
What's spying actually mean? Not a clue. Hang on. No, no, no. What? Oh, okay, I'm about to say, I thought, was, I thought oh, this it article does, yeah. was saying that Bayern are looking at signing Jack Grealish. I was like, why? Uh, and they're not. <laughs> okay. Unsurprisingly. Yeah, it Sorry, unsurprisingly. Yeah, the Bavarians. Because mm. the Bayern is the Bavarians. Yeah. I always like how in German, the is die. Essentially, so it looks like you're saying die Bayern, which is not a nice way to. I know it. I just said that, man. <laughs> but I like how it looks like it's saying die Bayern. Are you fair? Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on then because we will be doing this for the rest. But I think of the it's like year. Sorry, because no, because Bayer Bayer Leverkusen have also got Bayern. No, so no, that's Bayer, which is the medical company. All right, fine. Bayern is Bavaria. A few more stories to go into that I accidentally, to be honest, left out of the original recording. First of all, Declan Thompson, who's been given a professional contract at Sheffield Wednesday. The reason that is so noteworthy is because, as about five years old, he was diagnosed with perfus disease and spent 18 months in a wheelchair. Doctors said there was a very high chance he'd never walk again. But since then, he's been fighting to come back into football and has been in and out of academies and has finally been offered a professional contract by Sheffield Wednesday. Weirdly enough, this came in the same week that Sancho Cazola was the man of the match in Villarreal's game against Valencia, and you might know that for different reasons, Sancho Cazola was told he wouldn't be able to walk again either in 2016. So it's just been a really good week if you need a bit of inspiration. And the Athletic article, which I recommend you read if you have a subscription to them, the Athletic article said that multiple kids with perfect disease saw him as an inspiration because it shows that they can do whatever they want to do going forward, whether that's playing football or doing something else. So absolutely exceptional for Declan Thompson and all of us at the Sports Split. Send our congratulations on your first professional contract. From the youngest of footballers to one of the very oldest, Iron Robin has signed a contract with Groningen. He played for Groningen originally between 2000 and 2002, and now he is back representing the club that gave him his break and he was a youth player there before that as well 36 years old of course has won pretty much all there is to win at this point with Chelsea, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, PSV, Eindhoven absolutely exceptional talent and he will spend the remaining years of his professional career one would assume he will retire after this back with the club where it all started tweet of the week goes to the Seattle NHL side who have decided to change their name on Twitter to the Seattle placeholders because they still don't have a team name yet. Slightly delayed due to the coronavirus, obviously. I I say keep it. Keep it. The Seattle placeholders is such a wonderful name and that is what I will be calling my NHL franchise if I ever make one on one of the NHL games. I think that's brilliant, personally. The NHL, meanwhile, has revealed its latest incumbents into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Sorry for immediately getting his first name wrong, but Jerome Ignila? Ignila? Ignila, I'm going to say. Jer- Jerome Ignila, Marion Hosa, Kevin Lowe and Doug Wilson were the four NHL players to be inducted. Alongside them, Kim Saint-Pierre of the Canadian Women's National Team is the first female goalie to ever be inducted, so big congratulations to her. And Ken Holland has been elected in the Builders category, obviously the GM of the Detroit Red Wings through most of their success. 
and collapse and now the current GM of the Edmonton Oilers. Congratulations to Wolf on a phenomenal achievement of getting in to the Hockey Hall of Fame. The ceremony is expected to take place on November 16th. The New York City Marathon has been cancelled this year. I don't think at the moment they're scheduling it for a different time. If they are, then there'll be a correction up on the website. Probably by now already, or I would have just completely removed this bit. I don't know. Mercedes have announced that they are changing the livery for their car for the upcoming 2020 Formula 1 season, which means it will be a black livery car, which is, of course, in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Essentially, imagine the old Mercedes car that they're going to run for this season, and now imagine the silver has been replaced by black, and there you go. It is a very good statement, it's a very powerful statement, and very good of Mercedes to be pushing that sort of message, obviously, with Lewis Hamilton on board. You would expect that sort of thing. Anyway, one of my favourite stories from this week is that all 18 players on a professional softball team called the Scrapyard Fast Pitch have quit after the team's general manager tweeted at Donald Trump showcasing that the players were standing during the national anthem. All of the players have now formed a new team. Apparently, according to the New York Times, the players were all very surprised to hear about the post once they returned to the locker room and have said that they were not consulted about the tweet, it did not represent their beliefs, and stressed that they support the Black Lives Matter movement, and obviously it affected them so much that they decided to quit the team entirely, and they've all formed a new um, a new softball team. So a couple of days later, they all announced they were forming this new team called This Is All Softball, which they say will exist for the remainder of the season, and it includes all of the former players of Scrapyard FP. I think that's absolutely fantastic, personally. I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And if that GM doesn't get fired for causing all of the teams to walk out, then I don't know what would get you fired, to be perfectly honest. In other news surrounding politics, Oregon and Oregon State football teams have said they will no longer use the term Civil War to describe their game. So any game that took place between Oregon and Oregon State was called the Civil War, which is a very stupid name considering what the Civil War actually was where hundreds of thousands of people died. So, yeah, that's absolutely the correct move. And finally, the Leicester Tigers, who are a rugby union side in England, have signed a man called Harry Potter. It's, he's called Harry Potter. A wizard. I don't, know where, I don't know where a wizard would play on a rugby union pitch, but it's a very interesting idea. I wonder if it will work for them. According to Wikipedia, Harry Potter is a centre or wing and has played for the New South Wales County Eagles and the Melbourne Rising before joining the Leicester Tigers. So best of luck to you in your rugby union career. And just remember, if you do catch the Golden Snitch, you automatically win the game. Right, let's go on to on this day then. And in 1934, the Portsmouth Spartans of the NFL rebrand as the Detroit Lions and a mediocre for the rest of eternity, bar Bobby Lane. 1965. Atlanta are granted an NFL side which were eventually named the Falcons. In 1975, Muhammad Ali retains his world heavyweight boxing crown by beating Englishman Joe Bugner by a unanimous points decision in a rematch in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. In 1982, the New Jersey NHL franchise is officially named the Devils by fan balloting due to the legend of the Jersey Devil, a creature that allegedly inhabited the Pine Barrens region of South Jersey. If you want to read more about it, then read this week's edition of the Weekly Blitz on the sports blitz blog.wordpress.com. 
1996 in the Euros final, Oliver Bierhoff scores a golden goal in the 95th minute, his second of the game as Germany beat the Czech Republic. It's their third win in the Euros. In 1999 in the NBA draft, Alton Brand is selected first overall by the Chicago Bulls. Other notable picks see Baron Davis goes for the Charlotte Hornets at three and Manu Ginobili goes for the San Antonio Spurs with the 57th pick. 57! Manu Ginobili's nearly been playing that many years in the NBA. <laughs> in 2002, in the World Cup final, Ronaldo and his haircut score twice as Brazil beat Germany 2-0 for their fifth World Cup win. That haircut, though. It's impressive for that haircut to score, considering how small it was. <laughs> in, uh, in 2018, Kylian Mbappe becomes the second teenager to score twice in a World Cup match after Pelé as France beat Argentina 4-3. In 2019, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan all signed for the Brooklyn Nets on the first day of free agency, leaving all Knicks fans incredibly bitter. Ah, you thought you were getting Kevin Durant and you didn't. Yeah. Are you a Knicks fan, Will, out of interest? I am a Knicks fan out of just kind of obligation to pick at least one team to support in the NBA. Yeah, um, ah, fair enough. I know they're trash, so they're I don't trash. really pay much attention to them. Yeah. But, mm, and I don't know a lot about basketball in general, though I imagine yeah. given, uh, given, given another summer with nothing else to do, I might pick up a bunch of uh, knowledge on that front. Yeah. Okay, let's go into the two-minute drill then, and Josh starts. Sure. So, if you could bring back one currently active player to your team, who would it be? For Leeds, it would be James Milner. For Pittsburgh Steelers, it would be Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, if it was me for the Giants, you know, I'd absolutely bring back Odell. I'd love to have a true kind of number one threat at wide receiver. I'd love to see what he could do with Daniel Jones, and honestly, I think he might not want to come back as well, but, you know, the Browns are not proving to be the contender he hoped them to be, so one yeah. can only hope. Can I, I also... answer this one? Oh, no, go ahead. Um, you, you, you can answer while I Google something. <laughs> sure. Um, so, uh, currently active, I think, for Man United, it's, it's fairly obvious in uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, yeah. That, that transfer that was supposed to happen in 2013 never did, and it will... I wouldn't be surprised if people are still talking about it in 50 years because Ronaldo will probably still be playing then. And for the Dolphins, I think this is fairly obvious as well. I don't need to talk about it. Alex haunts me with it. Yeah, <laughs> I see him in my nightmares. I see him in my dreams. Minka, 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 Alex, would you like to be honest? Minka, <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick. Indeed. I love him. Mm. I love and him so much. My answers are both soccer answers, and they're both loans from Chelsea, believe it or not. For Bristol City, I would love to have back Tammy Abraham, and for Vil and for Werder Bremen, Kevin De Bruyne, because he was on yeah. loan at Chelsea there for a season. Both yeah, of them, absolutely. quite nice, thanks. I'm next up. Who on earth is the best quarterback in the NFC South? Drew Brees. Yeah, probably. Who's the most talented athletically? Drew Brees. Who you know, is, I think, probably has better leadership qualities, Tom Brady. 
This came from Pro Football Talk, putting Drew Brees third out of the four quarterbacks. I'm no. sorry? Which is absolutely what? mental. I think Tom Brady was first, Teddy Bridgewater was second, Drew Brees was third. Teddy Bridgewater? Sorry, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy? Yeah. I was a backup until this season, Bridgewater. Yeah, exactly. I'm anyway, sorry. Ridiculous. Who is better, Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley? Malvin Gordon, he just had problems yeah. with the charges. Todd Gurley can't has run. arthritis. Yeah, yeah, no, like I was about to say, one of them's arthritic, the other one isn't. I'm <laughs> going to take the one yeah. without knee arthritis. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you, Alex. Um, I think Melvin Gordon had a, a hard time of it. I don't think that sort of reflects what he can actually do. Um, yeah. Todd Gurley, um, he's the only one of the two I've seen live, and he is he is a quality player or was. Um, was shall we say definitely was but at the end of the day the guy's got arthritis everywhere it's only downhill from here so it feels like a little bit of a no context there yeah, no contest how old yeah. is todd Gurley to have arthritis young wow um i think his anyway. knees are just that battered aren't they yeah Game yeah he's 25 of... he has arthritis in his knees <laughs> yikes game of the week Will, I know it's already happened, but please say Exeter versus Northampton in the League 2 playoff final. Exeter versus Northampton in the League 2 playoff finals. I agree (gasps) with Will. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Um, I have many answers. Um, Well, please give one of them. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's a game of the week, um, not games. Okay. Verde Bremen against Heidenheim in the uh, Bundesliga playoff first leg. Brilliant. This is entirely because Raheem Sterling will have to give Joe Gomez a guard of honour, which I think is beyond hilarious, and that is City Liverpool. And mine is Atalanta versus Napoli which is going to be a really good game. Two sides who Atalanta haven't lost in six. In fact, Atalanta have won all of their last six. Napoli have won all of their last five. And that brings us on to the final question. Predict Atlanta versus Napoli. Oh, Atalanta. Atalanta versus Napoli. Atalanta 2-1. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, yeah. Oh, I think man. Be the really, the thing really is, both, both Atalanta and Napoli have won their last five games on the bounce. Um, no, Atalanta won six on the bounds. I just said that. Yeah, sorry. Did you? Yeah. Okay, that, I must have completely tuned out for that bit. Um, I'm going with, with three to Atalanta because they are good at scoring and not so good at not def- and not so good at stopping the opponents from scoring. And anyway, that's all the time we have on the Sports Blitz today. Thank you for listening. My thanks go to Alex Towles, Josh and Will. The intro and end music for Sports Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. We're back on Friday at 5am with another podcast. I hope to see you then. But until then, I've been Alex Woodward and don't just have a good week like the best play in NFL history, having a immaculate one. Goodbye.